0: Copper Harbor, I feel like it's grown pretty quickly more recently and we're not really set up with the infrastructure yet to accommodate all the people that come here. So when you come here, if, if you, if you hear this, you know, maybe keep that in mind, um, because, um, you, you know, like, so you ha- you have to use the restroom just because there's a wooded lot doesn't mean you know usually those are owned by people and oftentimes their homes are like right next door. So instead of just going to the bathroom there you you know ask where the bathrooms are because we do have public restrooms and like where you park, you know, we don't have like lines to park in between, you know, except for at the visitor's center. So when you park, you know, make sure you're not blocking someone in or you're not parking on someone's lawn or, you know, that sort of thing. Because for people coming here from the city, it's like everything just seems like the great outdoors. But people actually live here and it's, you know, it, it can easily be overlooked. Um, also just driving through town. You know we don't have sidewalks so people are walking on the side of the road with their kids and their pets and and it's a highway so you know slow down those kinds of things that put some thought into those things you know and when you go into a business making sure uh, you know you're you're patient because most of us Um, You know, we're short staffed and um, everyone's doing their best to accommodate everyone, but it's much easier and more pleasant for everyone if you're kind and, you know, it's just going to be a better experience for everyone. So I think just being more conscious about your actions and and remembering that, you know, we're a small town and, um, you know, we just have to be more. Thoughtful when it comes to some of those things.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to A Fresh Air Inspired Life. I'm your host, Amanda. And today's guest was born to a couple icons in Copper Harbor. So it's not surprising that she has also been in the limelight throughout her life. But what I really want to impress on you is that she grew up in the scene and even took on the legacy for a few years. She was also my first and best girlfriend in the harbor. Please welcome the amazing Hannah Rooks. Hey, Hanny. Hey, Mandy. (laughs) So thinking back to your early days with your kitchen door connected to the Laughing Moon gift shop, and Bear Track Eco Tours, when did it really set in that you were so closely integrated with the public, and how did that make you feel as a kid?
0: Well, I don't think I realized that until I was probably more of an adult, Mm -hmm. because I grew up in it as a kid, and it was just how it was, Mm -hmm. and you don't really think about those things when you're a kid, I mean mom i'm hungry you run in the gift (laughs) shop you know and and she sets you on the right path to to uh to make your own lunch Mm because she's busy Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course but um yeah i think that um probably when i became more involved and i moved back here to help with the business Mm. did i realize that oh wow i'm right here you never are away from it Mm. and yeah it's like your whole life so
1: yeah uh so tell us more about your experience growing up in copper harbor in general okay well um when I was
0: four my mom and dad moved here my dad had lived here in the 60s he lived in copper city and worked Mm. at the fort and was a teacher at copper city school um and he always wanted to come back after he had left um and so my mom and dad would come here on vacation and then i was born and they would always bring me here and then finally my mom said jim let's just move there Mm. because this is where we come all the time so when we moved here um my parents bought what used to be the gaslight general store and the plan was my mom was going to open a gift shop and my dad wanted to do his eco tours. Uh, guided nature tours um, because he uh, was an interpretive naturalist and my mom was an artist and so um, they started that and I think our first summer was 83 and I was just a little kid and I went to the Copper Harbor School and um, my mom in the winter time would work at the Mariner she did Mm. breakfast um, and it was awesome as a kid I mean, I we I had, you know, there was a handful of other kids here, and you always walked to school, and we, you know, we have the one room schoolhouse, which was fun as a kid. You know, you got to play outside and tree forts, and um, you had one teacher, and then maybe a parent would come in and help with things, or. Um, another you know or Carolyn Westcote would come in and Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was awesome growing up here and then as a teenager I mean it was probably too much fun honestly (laughs) (laughs) but uh but it was great you know and I worked ever since I was a little kid and as soon as um you know I, I worked at the Harbor House as soon as I was old enough to do that and worked there for off and on for 17 years Wow. Um, and yeah
1: It was a wonderful place to grow up Awesome And how do you think that experience made you who you are today? Um I
0: definitely think Being around So many different types of people mm. Um I It made me a It made me good at just talking to anyone mm. For sure um, And I'm definitely not I can be more reserved sometimes mm. but I'm definitely not shy and um yeah I think that I'm yeah, I'm I'm probably a good communicator and and better talk to- talking with people than had I not
1: been exposed to so many different types of people. Mm. Cool. Um, so your dad, Jim Rooks was a legend and a pioneer in this town. And he passed actually the spring before I moved here, so I never got to meet him. But I bet some of our listeners have met him. Can you tell us some of the things he did because they were just so meaningful to him? Sure. Um,
0: so as I mentioned earlier, um, he lived here in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And he was um, a co-chair of the save the pines committee which the estevant pines um, most people that come here know what that what that is Mm -hmm. um a stand of virgin white pine and so um they formed a committee and did all of the necessary campaigning and um work to save that tract of uh standing virgin white pine um, that was huge, um, and again, in the late 80s, uh, they purchased another buffer zone because loggers came in again mm. and said, oh, we didn't realize that that was the pines, and so oh, they geez. cut some of those protected pines, and um, so they, the Michigan Nature Association is who my dad was working through with that um they purchased another tract to protect that that uh, stand of pine so that was um probably the first thing and then um hunter's point he mm-hmm. had a big hand in that um and making people aware of how special it was and um you know that a lot of that went on after he had passed but mm. initially he he kind of got that going along with I believe um Dick Powers mm-hmm. um and so yeah that was another um passion passion of his and then just leading the tours just making people aware of how special and pristine this place is and to appreciate it and if you are going somewhere you
1: always leave it better than
0: where how you found it you know
1: yeah yeah nice um I think I even remember you telling me a story about finding an owl in the freezer um oh gosh um can you elaborate either on that story or just tell us others another story about something that was just so your dad
0: okay so there were (laughs) lots of those but um (laughs) so my dad had permits to um care for animals um wild Mm. animals and so um, we often would have, oftentimes had, um, songbirds, you know, under heat lamps Mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. But on occasion we would have something like we had a clawfoot bathtub and there was a duck that lived in the bathtub (laughs) for a while. Um, while it was, he was trying to, um, I don't know what was wrong with him, but, um, I maybe lead poisoning. I don't Mm. remember, but, Um, he ended up passing but for a while we could only take a shower in the stall shower because the the duck was in the tub Mm -hmm. there were always if something did die or you know people would um, people would bring dead thing dead birds or whatever um, dad would freeze them we had Mm -hmm. a standing freezer in the back room and also if that was full he would just put it in our regular freezer but there were (laughs) often animals and he would send them to uh, the University of Michigan or he would bring them down um, when we would visit family in Detroit or something so that there was a purpose behind that he would freeze them so they could use them then to for study so
1: wow interesting thanks for sharing just some of those stories I think it's really important to just get some of those stories out about him instead of to sell those old newspapers from the 70s that you just sorted through (laughs) oh my gosh yes
0: yeah there was often times where you know you open up the freezer and something dad would you know frozen would fall on the floor and you're like oh dad
1: (laughs) I just wanted a popsicle
0: god I got a Warbler.
1: warbler what flavor is that oh Mm. man so how about your mama Laurel she was the face of the loon for decades what do you think kept her going doing that she she loves talking with people Mm.
0: she loves uh she did study um you know she she always has been an artist her side of the family most of her siblings are um and so she's always supported local artists and she used to, in the beginning, she and a good friend of hers made most of the things that we sold in the loon wow. um that's how she started um okay. her friend had a printing press, and so they did mm. all the shirts and did all the paper goods and um and then, as she met more people, she would carry their artwork mm. so I think she um she definitely what kept her going was just she loved it so much Mm. it was her passion
1: you know she loved having she loved having that gift shop and yeah awesome that's that's some dedication I mean now during the time when your parents were running the operations you got out of Copper Harbors for some years like you said Do you want to tell us about that and why that was important for you yeah um I think I've always had an adventurous spirit Mm -hmm. and so as
0: soon as I could get out of here I did Mm -hmm. not that I didn't love Copper Harbor but just that I wanted to go and see what else was out there and so at first I just moved closer I lived in Minneapolis Mm. and went to school for a little bit Um, although I still came up you know back then when you're Eighteen, 19, i'd like drive to copper harbor on the weekend mm-hmm. and work at the harbor house for <laughs> six shifts and then go back oh, you know um and yeah then i i kind of just traveled to all these different places that i either had friends or i always wanted to go um lived in florida and naples for a little bit went to school there with my best girlfriend from high school mm. and moved to colorado mm-hmm and um, lived there for a period of time I went to school there and then I moved to Kauai and um, that was I lived there for about four years um, until until my dad passed away and then
1: I felt it was important for me to come home and mm. help my mom so, Wow yeah and and you came back just before I got here which was awesome because we were rad snowboarding chicks at Mo- <laughs> Bohemia in the early days. We were like the only two girls on the hill sometimes. <laughs> that was really fun. Oh, totally. Yeah, it was great. It was, I moved back and at first I was not thrilled about the
0: whole moving uh, back thing.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, from Kauai. Yeah,
0: from Kauai to back to where I'm from. Mm-hmm. At least it was here. Yeah. Um, and it was beautiful. And this cool new chick lived here (laughs) and I had a snowboarding buddy Mm -hmm. and so that made it
1: great um but yeah. yeah yeah um so while you're here in the harbor what are some of the other events or organizations that you have been a part of over the years well um
0: when I moved back I got involved with um, well, we started a organization called uh, Copper Harbor Birding, mm-hmm. um, and it uh, we we would have events in the spring, um, celebrating the migration of the birds because Brockway Mountain is a spectacular place to watch that, mm-hmm. um, and then we got involved with. Um, it, with helping facilitate that um we joined up with uh Copper Country Audubon and then we ended up uh taking it on ourselves mm. um and starting our own nonprofit so that was a i i've always you know with my dad he was You know he studied ornithology and was very into birds and I always grew up with that and so that was of interest to me and Mm -hmm. it was something that um I thought was you know something I was passionate about and I wanted to you know I wanted to be a part of here um so there was definitely that's been a big one um and that's continued on Mm -hmm. uh for over 15 years now um I also became a member of the Copper Harbor Trails Club mm-hmm. that you helped start. Yep, <laughs> and um, and it and I it was in the earlier days too that I was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a, it's been quite a long time, but um. But that was something that I was also passionate about because I loved a mountain bike Mm -hmm. and I loved a trail run Mm -hmm. and um, I wanted to be a part of that. And the committee was so awesome. Um, The board was like all people that I was friends with Mm -hmm. and such a positive group of people. And um, we could talk and not, you know, it it was a very positive experience. Mm -hmm. So um, that was something else that I was involved with. Um, And. Hmm. Sure, there were other little things over the years, but those are the two main ones that I can think of that I have enjoyed being a part of. Then when when I ended up taking over the business, then it was it was it's very difficult to do that, and for me, it was um, and be a big part of another big thing going on
1: without yeah yeah other support. So right, yeah, because because you did end up taking on the loon pretty much yourself a few years ago. But you knew that it wasn't your calling, like, right? You knew that wasn't your calling to, like, run the laughing loon for the rest of your life.
0: Right. I I wanted to do it as long as it made sense. Yeah. For everyone. For yeah. my mom, for me. Um, and I really made it kind of my own. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it was probably five years ago that I took over everything Mm. like ordering and just everything Mm -hmm. um and we had you know it got busier and so we had to hire more employees and so we had to have payroll and all Mm. of those things so I set everything up and QuickBooks and all of that you know the footwork now it's just like a running Mm -hmm. you know like it runs itself but there's there was a lot of legwork to that and so that's when I kind of had to step away from Trails Club and and all of that because it was just too much it was I needed to focus on running a successful business
1: yeah yeah and and you did that I mean it sold congratulations (laughs) yeah yeah. and not only congrats that it sold um but the amount of commitment that went into creating that place probably the most well-known and most visited year-round gift shop in Copper Harbor that's really commendable way to go thank you yeah. yeah, it was, it was
0: intentional, you know, like mm-hmm. I knew that at some point we would want to sell the business mm-hmm. and it needed, there's a lot that needed to be done to make that a
1: saleable, you know, something that would be desired. Mm-hmm. So. Totally. And the people who bought it are really excited to take it over. So that's awesome. And they seem to be doing a great job. It's wonderful. So far. It's yeah. wonderful. It's like, a, it's a family,
0: uh, family run um business still and you know kids and family members involved and so that in the end it's very um sentimental Mm. to uh to them too and so that means a lot and i felt so blessed that they they and came in came into our lives and and wanted to wanted to take it over so
1: awesome and now you're free (laughs) you're free yeah. Like yeah. So, what do you want people to know about you as Hannah, not just the girl at the loon? Oh gosh. Well, you know, I'm just figuring that out now ah. because
0: I've just been doing that for so long mm-hmm. that you kind of lose sight of okay, what what do I really what do, what do I want to do? You mm-hmm. know, or what am I interested in? So. I decided to people say oh what are you gonna do now and you said you know what I'm gonna take it was pretty intense the whole last summer hmm training new people um, for you know the new owners and um, moving 40 years of my parents mm-hmm. stuff for them uh, and doing that pretty much by myself with a little bit of help here and there so um, i'm gonna take a break for a few months this winter i'm just gonna rest because i need rest and Mm -hmm. i've been going 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 for so long Mm -hmm. that it's just so important to give yourself that space to to um just be able to yeah take a load off a little bit and then we'll see i have some ideas and we'll we'll see i I know that i'm always going to be here i do have my own home here so yeah um Copper Harbor definitely has a big a big place in my heart So I definitely will be around
1: To some extent but yeah Awesome Well I think you're an amazing woman And you're just so determined And strong and I really I really applaud you Because living on your own up here is not It's no small feat So is there anything you want to say about that? Um Yeah wow that's,
0: that, I was, I feel like I was very lucky to have, <laughs> I mean, growing up here makes you a little bit tougher because mm-hmm. you know what it takes, um, but then as an adult and taking care of two homes and a business and in the last few years, my mm-hmm. mother, mm-hmm. Um, it, you're, you have to have a lot of different skills and... um you know you can't and you know you gotta know how to clean out your own chimney and Mm -hmm. you have to know how to problem solve certain little things like oh my furnace isn't working oh what do you think that you know and Mm -hmm. oh a pipe burst can I do that myself and definitely I have done that myself because of some of the people in my community willing to show me how Mm -hmm. Um, some of the some of the uh long-standing residents um showing me how to do a lot of those things so I think it's definitely I can't imagine moving here and thinking that you're gonna have an easy time doing this Mm -hmm. by yourself because you gotta want to be here totally and um you know it's especially in the winter um it's a lot of work and you gotta love it Mm -hmm. and some people can hack it and some people decide they don't want to do that and it's a lot of work i commend the people that retire here mm. because wow i don't know if i would ever want to do that oh. knowing what i
1: know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't get easier as you get older i'll move exactly. the snow and, oh yeah and, and all the people and you can't hire someone to move your snow like there's one
0: person that plows, and if you don't have the type of property that can be plowed, then mm. that doesn't work. So you have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you got to be willing to do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: there are. Yeah, there are some people around who help with their machines and their blowers and well, their sure. tractors. Yeah, there sure. are. No, so your that's neighbors, really nice. but your when neighbors, you, yes, yeah, yes,
0: yes. And we had, a, and we've had a lot of help over the years. Yeah,
1: um, my mom, you
0: know, our neighbor help my mom with that parking lot so i didn't have to do it with a scoop oh yeah which was (laughs) awesome (laughs) no it was great bless his heart oh my gosh
1: um so what do you like to do here for fun well i i love to trail run i have two two dogs Mm -hmm. i usually have two pups Mm -hmm.
0: um and usually meaning my my long-standing buddy tiki passed Mm -hmm. away she was an icon herself Mm -hmm. um and I only recently just got another young cattle dog. Um, so I love to be out in the woods with them doing whatever, mm-hmm. um, whether it be running. Um, I used to bike more and I kind of got out of that, which is kind of funny because our trails are so much better now. But mm-hmm. I had so much responsibility. I was afraid I was going to hurt myself. Yeah. And then I then who's going to do everything that I used right. to do? <laughs> so um i might get back into that because i really enjoyed that um and i love skiing and snowboarding Mm -hmm. at mount bohemia that is one of my favorite winter activities Mm -hmm. um and cross-country skiing and really anything outside canoeing um i love i love being on the water and in the water Mm -hmm. and yeah i feel so fortunate that i grew up in a place like this that has all of this access to the outdoors
1: yeah awesome um is there anything else you'd like to tell our listener today hmm well um
0: well I hope that when you come here and you are enjoying the area and you're going into the stores and the restaurants and all the places um that you choose to visit um i hope that you can have more of a personal experience from Mm. listening to these interviews oh um, because that is that's part of what makes copper harbor so special or the people in it too Mm -hmm. you know it's definitely the surroundings it's definitely the location but it has a lot to do with the people too because there's a lot of awesome people who live here and um everyone has something to Um, everyone has something to share with our community so yeah I'd say take the time to slow down Mm -hmm. and talk to people and enjoy
1: what the area has to offer Awesome. Thanks. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Hanny. Thank you. Yeah, I'd like to quickly thank our Patreon members who get special access to the behind the scenes of each of these episodes. And If you haven't joined yet, you can join anytime. We also have plenty of free material on there and always adding more. So check us out on Patreon at Copper Harbor Vitality to stay in the loop. It is winter now. Next time, always be respectful when you go somewhere new and be good to yourself.